Hi guys, welcome to today's episode of Truth and Truth with Toby podcast, your one-stop podcast for any and every social matter. My name is Toby and you're welcome once again. If this is your first time tuning in, you are in the right place, trust me, especially if you're an agent of social change, then you're listening to the right podcast because on here, you get to hear um, pressing social issues and also I try with the little that I can to propose solutions and talk about how we can be better people. So you're welcome. And if you've always been tuning in, you're welcome once again. Welcome guys to this episode. So in the past two weeks, I've been talking about sexual harassment and I've been sharing stories. I remember saying that in the finale, which is today, I will be having a guest with me, but I had a busy week guys and i could not schedule a meeting i'm very sorry about that but there's an alternative to what we can do today i'm going to be you're going to be listening to stories life experiences of ladies and people who have been victims of sexual harassment so for the next six to ten minutes just get your earphones and earplugs because i'm sure that these stories are going to expose you to the reality of what is in our society as regards as regards um sexual harassment and also they're going to help you um know the area the roles that you have to play in making sure our society gets better so guys you're welcome once again to truth and truth with toby podcast and this is still the series on sexual harassment this happens to be the finale and i do hope you learned something from this episode so keep it logged in guys as right about now i would be you'll be listening to the live experiences welcome once again In 2011, I survived a sexual violence and then I knew what it meant to have been raped, what it meant mentally to me, what it meant physically. <sighs> I was broken. I would cry, you know, I would feel ashamed of myself, I would feel like I am dirt, you know, like something valuable had been taken away from me and I was broken and I needed to be fixed. And I spoke to my parents about it. And I was expecting the usual backlash. But on the contrary, I got love and support from my parents. The greatest support any survivor can have isn't just therapist or anything, is the family support that you get. My mom reminded me that I'm not made of my virginity, like I'm made of more. And it's not about what happens down there, it's about what happens up here. She helped me regain my confidence in, my, in myself. And she told me, you know, you need to do something about it. I went to the police station and they had told me, oh, they needed to check to ensure that I'd been violated. Like, I must have been lying or my story was not valid. I should be supported through this process as against um, being made to feel like, you know, the world was turning their back against me. And um, I was what birthed Stand to End Rape Initiative. Most women don't get a good experience with the police and that's why some people come to us to accompany them to the police station to make a report. Any survivor should feel free to immediately walk into a police station and report a case and be assured that something will be done. 
I've worked with some police officers that have gone above and beyond to, you know, prosecute a rape case and do it to the, to the end. With that being said, I think there's so much more we need to do. It's important that we have platforms that help survivors of sexual violence to report cases and receive immediate help. Having apps that you can, you know, easily just get information, you know, report a case, it's, it's good. I mean, it's really good because you can speak to a counsellor right, right at that time. And it also helps with keeping data. And that's one thing that we sort of lack in Nigeria. I think it would help a lot of university students to report cases of harassment or violation on campus. Survivors have the right to tell their stories when they want to do it, how they want to do it, and who they want to do it with. I want to tell somebody else out there, you can actually get justice. It might not change what has happened, but it can begin to send a message to the perpetrators that, you know, we will take action against you should you violate us. I've had so much support around me that breaking down would be a crime. There were five people living in the house. There were three men and two women. One of the men moved out. Uh, we were all in our 20s, 18, 19, 20. Um, the person who moved in was 35. Uh, he'd been divorced. He'd just gotten a divorce and the university needed somebody to move in and he was going through this transition. He was a graduate student. He was majoring in the thing that we were majoring in, which was Russian language and literature at the time. And so they let him move in. We thought, eh, new student, we, we, they'd, they'd come and go. Well, one night, it was between three and four o'clock in the morning, I was asleep and I woke up and I thought I was in a nightmare and someone was attacking me. And I thought, well, this is a horrible dream, I gotta get out of this. And then my body froze, it, it paralyzed. Um, later I would learn that that's, you know, the tonic freeze, which is something that bodies do when they think their, their life is at risk. Uh, and I woke up and this gentleman was in my bed and trying to assault me. And uh, then I just sort of left my body on that a little bit. And then I remembered, I was just numb the most of the night and the next day I woke up, I was not numb. And I, uh, we had no locks on the door. So I went out, I skipped class, I bought a lock. It was a simple one, a hook and eye lock. Because the whole time that was a safe place. We'd never had to deal with that. I put a hook and eye lock on. And then I went and confronted. If you put your hands on me again, that'll be the last time. That's what I said. And then just walked away. And then I had to spend the rest of the semester because we had a class in the house. We all had to attend. There were other classes. So I had to skip classes when I couldn't deal with it. And still, <laughs> I tried to focus and not have to deal. That's, it's horrible. It's a horrible thing to have to deal with. Uh, and then it was horribly uncomfortable for him. And so he ended up moving out after two semesters. But I had to live with that. Um, and the, two weeks after I put the lock on the door, three o'clock in the morning, 
I hear this, I wake up because now I'm hypervigilant again. And now I'm wide awake because the reason I put the hook on the door was I didn't know, I didn't think that was going to stop anybody. You can cook and knock that off. I just wanted to be awake. I just wanted to be awake. And to this day, I realized that my life would have been different if he had come through the door. Because I, and I'm happy to be here and I'm happy this didn't happen. But I do believe that at that time, if he had come through the door, I would have done him great harm. So there you have it, guys. That is, those are stories that, that tell you the reality of what sexual harassment is in our society. It might not have, you might not, you might be one of the lucky few that haven't um, been a victim of it. But then it doesn't mean that there are no people that on a daily basis have to go through harassment sexually. And the truth is that sexual harassment is at heart about power imbalance, about gendered cultural expectations. And I strongly believe that changing legal structures, changing the cultural norms, changing workplace policies, practices, and expectations are key to preventing and dealing with sexual harassment, honestly. Although, I mean, however, change on that scale and to that degree would take a lot of time because these are practices and are policies that have been indoctrinated into our being. It's something that we are used to. So change is not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not even going to happen in a month. It's going to take time. But then if we keep saying it's going to take a lot of time, we'll get nothing done. So we can start somewhere, right? I'm sure we can. And it is very critical that individuals have tools to engage in making change around sexual harassment right here and right now. There is really no need to postpone the change that we need to see. And honestly, we have a whole lot of work to do. I believe that one of the things we can do is to understand the human behavior and shift our mindset. Because understanding the way the brain works and how it leads to predictable human error can make sexual harassment training more effective. I mean, we really need to have more trainings for everyone, for every gender, both the male and female, to understand the need to respect boundaries, the need to respect people's body in the workplace, in schools, in church, in every area. It's a whole lot of work to do, but then we can start somewhere. And you can start somewhere too. You can educate the people around you with the little that you know. Educate yourself. There are materials online and offline that could help you become a better person. And please do not shut your eye to errors in your society. If you have the capacity and you're in a place to make a change, be the change that you want to see and just talk about it. I really hope you learned something today. And... You can play your own part, even though it is little or large, to ensure that we have lesser number of people, victims of sexual harassment. Thank you guys for listening today. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode. You know how we do it now. If you enjoyed it and you feel like there is someone that needs to listen to this, 
then share to your friends, your family, your acquaintance, your colleagues, to every single person that you know needs to listen to this episode. My name remains Toby, and it's always an honor to bring you quality talk. Do have a lovely week. As always, remember to follow Peace with All Men. You can join the conversation on this episode on the Podroom app. Download Podroom from your Google or Apple store. Sign up on the app and you can interact with Truth and Truth with Toby podcast and every other podcast that you listen to. So guys, get to Podroom and let's get talking. Also, you can follow me on my social media platforms on Instagram at Truth and Truth. Also on Twitter at Truth and Truth. The moment you put it in the search engine, the cover had to pop up and you know that it is straight and straight with Toby. So guys, it was great talking to you today. Do have a wonderful week. Remember to follow peace with all men. Love and light.